Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, Valley sports fans. Welcome to the last day of February and the last day of the old era of Phoenix Suns basketball. Because the new era begins tomorrow, Vinny. Reportedly. So, uh, yeah, listen, I, I wanted to share something with you that I just remembered this morning. So I'm driving in and, you know, like you drive through like a... a, a Speed zone or whatever, it cautions you or it warns yeah. you. You're going too fast. Beep, beep, slow down. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you, if you drive around Iceland and you're going too fast, you get an emoji. It's a frown emoji. It's negative <laughs> reinforcement. They A frown emoji. Gets That's posted in universal yeah, language. Exactly. Yeah. What the, on a sign you mean, or yeah, like on a, yeah. like a video? Like an board? electronic. It board. flashes wow. a sad yeah, face. It at flashes you. a sad face at you. <laughs> and I've always meant to bring that up because I always thought it was fascinating. Because, like you just pointed out, Sarah, when that would do that to me in Iceland, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Dad. Yeah, oh my I'm, gosh, I'm sorry." I'd, much more Don't effective. Don't be disappointed than the- in me. Much <laughs> more effective than eh, eh, slow down, You're going slow 49. down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Deal with it. He's like, yeah, I got somewhere to be. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I think you're a couple of miles per hour behind. Yeah. I'm going faster than that. Right. Well, there you go. That's right? what we need. We need a kinder, gentler, gentler emoji-based society right. here in the right. United States. Yeah, exactly. Just Support. a thumbs down. Yeah, everywhere, exactly. <laughs> so that's, yeah, there you go. Tremendous. I don't know if I'll ever have the experience of yeah. driving in Iceland. Good name for an album. Why not? In Iceland. Why not? Good if- yeah, Wonder- why not? Um, exactly. If I ever get off my butt to accomplish mm-hmm. any of these things I have on this bucket mm-hmm. list, Iceland, I'd love to see it, but it's far down on my list of European countries. Do you actually, actually you have a Do you actually have a bucket list? I haven't written it down or anything. <laughs> there, there is actually there is a, a list in your head of yeah, things. Right, yeah. There's, there's a bucket. There's a list. Yeah, there's they a might not be together. In there. So, right, there's a course line. In there. I mean, number one on my bucket <laughs> list is to kick the bucket. So, jeez. Uh, oh, <laughs> It's kind of a meta thing going on there. I have a yeah. bucket of chicken list. No, that's a, that's a good point. That's a that yes, Vinny's bucket list. No, there's things I want to do. I've, I've mentioned this before. I want to I want to see Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, I want to go music shopping in London. Mm. I want to visit uh, Italy at some point and Ireland. Well, uh, you could do all you those could do things all that in a week. Yeah, 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 right. I know, if I ever got that's my one trip, yeah. I, I want to uh, in both New York and Los Angeles just take a, a stand up comedy vacation. Oh, that'd be just go cool. and hang out at comedy clubs. Yeah, fun. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's see. There's I want to get a, I want to get a face tattoo. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> full up to the chin. <laughs> I'll go with you. I'll go with you. All, All right, right, let's start. Good. We made progress this yeah. morning. Uh, start the show. I'm Garrett. not as dead inside as you thought. <laughs> Maybe the splash. Splash. 
The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns will finally have their new star, Kevin Durant, available to play tomorrow night in Charlotte against the Hornets. The Arizona Republic's Dwayne Rankin cited sources in reporting that news on Monday night. Durant has missed the last 20 games either for the Brooklyn Nets or the Suns after uh, suffering a knee injury and a win over Miami with Brooklyn on January 8th. He's been a part of the Suns team for the last six games but is yet to play. So tomorrow night, low pressure situation against one of the young bad teams in the NBA rebuilding team in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, You know, they had their opportunity for a couple of high profile debuts for Kevin Durant and uh, it didn't happen. So this Mm -hmm. is what we get. This is fine. 20 games to go. 20 games. All right. So down the stretch. Again, this is I I really honestly do believe not enough Suns fans fully appreciated the symbolism of of eras colliding and ending and beginning the Drew Holiday strip on Devin Booker from the the finals to what happened on Sunday. Symbolically, it really feels like, okay, that's like that's the way you end that kind of era. And now here comes Kevin Durant. Hopefully this one is the one, yeah, the era. Because let's face it, if Kevin Durant's on the floor Sunday in Milwaukee, Devin Booker likely doesn't have that ball driving on Drew Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see about certainly that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to, but again, you certainly have options. Yes. Uh, the Hornets tomorrow night will not have the services of guard LaMelo Ball. He fractured his ankle in Charlotte's win over Denver la- or Detroit last night. The 2021 Rookie of the Year was averaging 23.3 points, 8.4 assists per game. It has only played in 36 games. So, uh, fractured ankle for the Charlotte Hornets probably means LaMelo Ball's done for yeah. the year. He's re-injured his ankle three times this year. Been a rough season yeah, for the Ball really, brothers. Yeah, yeah. How about it? Anybody check on LiAngelo? Yeah. No. Where is he? Speaking of injuries in the NBA, the Lakers fear that LeBron James is out for several weeks with a foot injury suffered in Sunday's comeback win over the Dallas Mavericks. Lakers 29-32. and They've got 21 games left to play. That's 12th place in the West, but just a half game out of 10th and two and a half games out of 6th. But it's looking bleak without LeBron. They play the Grizzlies in Memphis tonight. And you guessed it. It's on TNT. Uh, last night in the NBA, the Knicks rolled past Boston 109-94. Six straight win for the Knicks. Boston uh, gets uh, did Jason Tatum was ejected in that mm. game, and they lose hold of first place in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee takes over the top spot. I, I've said this before, and, and I can't help but feel this, and, and it, it may not work out this way, but the Western Conference team that advances to the NBA Finals I think is going to have a big advantage. The, the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be just a meat grind. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at those top three, or the perceived top three, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I think Cleveland, you throw them into the mix. Miami. That's a, that's a tough out. Miami the, yeah. could turn it on. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Knicks are playing uh-huh. good basketball. Will they be a factor? Maybe not. I, I tend to agree with yeah, you. The East is a lot tougher. Yes, yes. Uh, elsewhere in the league last night, the uh, Bucks are facing, uh, by the way, the Bucks are in uh, Brooklyn tonight to face the Nets. Miami top Philadelphia on the road, 101-99. Sixers have lost back-to-back games, and the New Orleans Pelicans continued their free fall. They lost at home to Orlando. They're now 30-32 and 7-16 and, and 16 since Zion Williamson went out with an injury. Remember they were at the top of the, they were top the, of the conference they were with Memphis and Denver? They were among the young hot things in the NBA. Yeah. Wow. Now they're just 
No. Wow. Uh, Mark Lazary has agreed to sell his ownership stake in the Milwaukee Bucks to Cleveland Browns owner Jimmy Haslam for three Not a score. I, I you heard this. Nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> you, no, you misinterpreted right, that yeah. criticism, Jared. Yeah. Uh, Lazary and Wes Edens, who is still an owner, bought the Bucks back in 2014 from Herb Cole for $550 million. Just think, if he would have held on for nine more years, yeah. Herb Cole could have turned $550 million into $3.5 billion. Wow. Uh, Adrian Wilson is no longer a member of the Arizona Cardinals front office. He's been hired by the Carolina Panthers as their VP of player personnel. After 12 years as a player with the Cardinals, Wilson started as a regional scout in 2015, worked his way up to VP of pro scouting in 2021. He did interview for the GM position that ultimately went to Monty Ossenfort. So, uh, Adrian Wilson, no longer a member of the yeah. Cardinals. Weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a surprise. You know, I don't I, either. No. And, and as much as everybody loves Adrian Wilson and reveres him in the organization, again, it's it's a move away from the Steve Kime influence in the front yeah. office, which it, is not a bad and, thing. And I think Adrian Wilson might have been immune to that, given his status True. as a former player. True. But I do think that once an organization has a chance to promote you and decides not to, you kind of it's kind of one of those things where you have to tap out. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Washington Commanders released quarterback Carson Wentz on Monday, just one year with the team. That move saves $26.1 million on their salary cap this offseason. And then we get to play Carson Wentz quarterback derby. Where does yeah. he end up for and one we're year play this that year? Today. We yeah. are. Uh, the Commanders, as expected, also have placed a franchise tag on defensive tackle Deron Payne, first player to receive the tag. That means he's going to get at least $18.937 million for the 2023 season. New AP uh, top 25 college basketball rankings were released on Monday. No change in the top five. Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, and Purdue. Arizona fell only one spot to eighth after their loss to ASU on Saturday. Bobby Hurley said Saturday uh, that he hoped people were watching the Sun Devils' improbable road win. We assume he was talking about the NCAA Tournament Committee. However, AP voters either weren't watching or weren't impressed because they didn't get any votes. They're 20-9. and nine. I, I, And again, I, I don't know how you rectify you reconcile that. If you think Arizona's that good that they don't take a precipitous drop, why does ASU not benefit I, on the flip side? I wondered about that same thing. Those I, two things should have worked in concert, yeah. but they didn't. I actually think just the opposite. I think they didn't fall U of A because people saw that as a fluke victory on a full court, you know, three-quarter court shot, so they didn't give ASU as much credit as they deserved. If it comes down to one shot, how well did you play against an unranked I'm, team? I'm not. I'm just saying that looks like what they they did. I, I was surprised U of A only fell one spot. I was too. Uh, Desmond Cambridge, by the way, selected as the Pac-12 Men's Basketball Player of the Week, third time this year. Yeah, he's won it the most of any player in the conference. Uh, Yotes at home uh, taking on the Blackhawks tonight at Mullet Arena. Yotes have lost three of four. Still lead Chicago by two points. In a race to stay out of the cellar of the Central Division, the Blackhawks have won both meetings between the teams this season, both in Chicago. Tonight's game at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app at 98.7. And the D-backs got their first wins of the spring. They beat the Cubs at Salt River Field. 3-0. Emmanuel Rivera clubbed a three-run homer to left field off Samuel Reyes with no outs in the bottom of the ninth inning to give Arizona the dub. The game took two hours and four minutes. Listen, I did something yesterday I don't think I've ever done in my life. I watched a complete baseball game in Rewind that I had DVR'd earlier in the day, and I was, yeah, I I was impressed at the pace. Yes, there was a couple of... uh 
you know, half inning interviews that Steve Berthium and Bob Brenly were doing with Diamondbacks players. They were like 30 seconds long. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, then they, um, a team of mostly minor leaguers went on to beat West Virginia last night 6 nothing. Third baseman Davison De Los Santos did homer for the D-backs. He's one of their prospects. D-backs back at it today against the White Sox at Salt River Fields at 110. There you go. There's your splash for Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. As Bick termed it, the end of a month. The end of an era for Phoenix Suns basketball. We'll look at the new era beginning tomorrow next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akshin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It inspires people to get after it in their own workouts. It's, you're not going to find anybody that goes as hard as Kevin um, when he's doing his individual stuff. It's it's amazing to watch. And um, I think from that standpoint, it's 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 capable of elevating um, even a competitive gym. And so from that perspective, maybe. But I, I haven't noticed it. But I, I think you see a guy working like him can have an effect on everybody. Ted Coach Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns last week at practice talking about Kevin Durant and his work ethic and returning and his mm-hmm. workouts and all of those things. And finally, we can stop focusing on quotes like that. And tomorrow we can start focusing on what Kevin Durant looks like as a part of yeah. the Phoenix Suns. Because yeah. the reports are out there that uh, it will indeed be tomorrow after days of speculation. Suns, Hornets, and Charlotte. A game that probably wouldn't have had that many mm-hmm. eyeballs on it uh, normally, but it will now. Okay, listen. So uh, we, have, uh, we have continued to talk about this story from a Phoenix Suns perspective because we live in Phoenix. This is what it, the next era of Suns basketball is going to look like. Kevin Durant is different because in the NBA, he's got an individual superstar profile and he's got his own legacy. Mm -hmm. And that legacy is a story among national basketball writers, reporters, analysts, you name it. And so now this is what, chapter five, six? I'm not exactly sure what it is. Uh, People are calling it the latest super team that Kevin Durant is joining. You could make a real strong argument that the Phoenix Suns are anything but a super team at the moment. That Chris Paul is not playing at the level to call this team a super team at the moment. But it's still pretty it's still pretty much it's still pretty much a lot. Devin Booker plus Kevin Durant. So this all of this begins tomorrow. It isn't just a Phoenix story. This is an NBA story. This is going to be a big time headline pretty much every time KD plays. Yeah, the super team element of all of it is interesting and I think in a way Bick, that kind of is a tip of the cap to Kevin Durant. Wherever he goes, there's a possibility it's a super team. The last stop he was at, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. was considered a super team, largely because of his presence. It didn't work out that way. I think. Well, he could go to San Antonio. They probably wouldn't be a super team. But, well, but I get your point. Once most, they draft Victor Wembanyama, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Most NBA teams with established talent. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean the Suns had yes. the Suns had no All Stars. Yeah, Devin, Devin right. Booker pointed that out. That's right. Super team. We only had one All Star, and that's KD. <laughs> Super teams normally have more than one. I, don't, I think it's don't a story love, for outside Don't you love the passive aggressiveness of that? Oh, we don't care. We loved our All Star break, and then you make a little snide comment like that. Oh well, we don't. Have, we didn't have any All Stars. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, I thought you might. <laughs> it's so funny like uh-huh. when when it's a look in the mirror. I, I was I was having a a 
text uh, discussion with some friends, and I have a friend who lives in San Diego and was talking about how the Padres and the, the city of San Diego just needs a championship so bad. And I said, no. With all due respect, Beach Boy. Yeah, uh, you've got nice. one pro. Te- you got one pro team. We got four times the amount of teams. Phoenix needs a championship worse. And he said, "Didn't the D-backs buy one in two thousand one?" And I'm like, oh, "Isn't boy. that what the Padres are doing now with no guarantees?" Um, did it, you really call him Beach Boy? Cause I, that's a really good burn. I did. That's a really good burn. <laughs> he was talking to Brian Wilson. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that's right. In all fairness. Me and musical uh-huh. genius Brian Wilson are very tight. I've never, I've never talked about it. Yeah, uh, no. Listen, I would. Uh, no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're defending the flag uh, in that case. Yeah, our our needs are much greater than San Diego's. There's no doubt about that. And look, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, there was still a, a thought, uh, a, a debate going on among some. Suns fans, where that team was, and there was a portion of Suns fans that are like, I, if it if it means getting a super team to get your first championship, I don't want any part of it. And I wonder what those people who felt that way well, three or four weeks ago are feeling you, now I on the precipice think, of this. And again, I don't think any of us can answer those questions I, right yeah. now. I, I I think it's legit, Vinny. I do. I, I don't think you can just jump from one horse to the other near a finish line and pretend it feels the same. I just don't think you can. I mean, but like we see it every year in, in Major League Baseball. I mean, the Braves but a couple the, years I ago. Know, but for the first one, yeah, I, again, it's, yeah. it, it, maybe it will. Maybe maybe we'll have no issues with this. I mean, like I said before, people had no issues showing up and going nuts over Katie in that introductory press conference. No, I don't know. I, I I'm guessing you're right. I'm, but I'm I'm also fearful of it happening and everyone going, "Woo, isn't this great?" Just like we did with the Diamondbacks, I, and then 20 years later, go, "Man, we had no perspective. Man, that was just weird. Man, that that just came about too fast. Man, that wasn't homegrown enough. Man." Now again, if this none of this might happen, but I think it's fascinating that it could I think it all depends on how people feel is about the the fit and the flow and what it looks like if the Suns are cruising in the playoffs nobody's going to remember hey Kevin Durant's just on board for for this short time a lesser example from a former son Jay Crowder Joined the the Miami Heat. He played 20 games for the Miami Heat that year in the, the bubble year when they made it to the finals this year, when all the strife with Jay Crowder was going on, Miami fans were clamoring, Jay Crowder, you've got to come home. They didn't even win a championship, and it was Jay freaking Crowder. <laughs> that yeah. wouldn't have been their first championship, though. No. I get what, what Dan's saying. I'm yes. trying to think, like, was there anybody on that Red Sox or Cubs team that, like, they acquired at the trade deadline that put them over the edge? Because that would be a weird thing to win your first championship. And have a guy that you acquired and only played twenty games well, for you lead the team. Well, and in if the you're watching, and if you're watching, if you're watching in uh, game six of an or game five of an NBA Finals, and you're looking out, and there's Terrence Ross, and there's you know uh, d- d- uh, Kevin Durant, and you're just and you're like trying to go. Okay, I don't know. Again, it might not happen, but it might. It might because this stuff. It, this I don't think we've ever seen this before. I've said from a from an NBA owner's perspective, you know how incredibly petty and catty these guys happen to be. Can you imagine what they're thinking about Matt Ishbia now? The nerve of this whippersnapper rolling into our league, going to take our trophy. He's going to be here in two months. 
Dan Gilbert is fuming. Oh, yeah. yeah, him. We need a. That's what they need to add to All Star Weekend: a one on one matchup between Ishbia and Gilbert. <laughs> Celebrity death match. I would watch that. I can say and, this unequivocally that yet, I will. I will feel this way, yeah. and I will feel this way for the end of time as it pertains to the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns. Winning a championship with hired guns is better than not winning a championship with homegrown talent. I can say that unequivocally. Again, I'm not guaranteeing anything happens. I think it's going to be a really, really fun ride for the next couple months. Uh-huh. Uh, and maybe several months. Uh-huh. Maybe but several years. When you get that close that many times, the end justifies the means. And they still have Devin Booker. And DeAndre Aiden. But Devin Booker was here during the really bad times. Mm-hmm. Well, well it was pretty and, bad and again, when Aiden started, and, too. <laughs> and so, so, so if the NBA championship happens, and it happens because Devin Bur- Booker is just lighting everybody up, then I think it feels just fine. So it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, either way. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think your overarching point is correct. You would rather win with mercenaries. Then take second place with homegrown dudes. Why do the Suns have to be the only uh, franchise that abides by we need to win with homegrown talent? Everybody does this to win championships. What did the Rams do when they won the Super Bowl? They got Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. They won the championship. How much different it. would life have been had that 93 team actually won a championship? We, we all know how big that team was as bridesmaids. You wonder, you wonder if being bridesmaids w- w- was actually part of their lore and our lore. Yeah. You, I don't know. I, I don't know how much bigger it could have been than what, than what it was back then. I think Charles Barkley would have been governor of the state right now. Could be. <laughs> Still might be. Governor. He looks gorgeous in a bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. <laughs> For the record. Coming up next, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's early in the process. Got to figure out what to do in Kyler Murray's absence at quarterback. Some possibilities opening up around the league. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I mean, he wanted to play play me one on one today, so I don't know. I guess he's doing pretty good, but uh, and I will beat him in one on one. But um, no, he's doing great, and uh, I get some updates. He's 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 doing what he needs to do and right on schedule. And uh, you know, a little quick fact here: I'm probably airing his dirty laundry a little bit, but on uh, what's today Thursday, Tuesday, I think I walked out of the building at nine something. He was in there rehabbing. And the only reason I knew he was in there rehabbing because I went another way and I saw this nice car sitting next to mine. I was like, "Who is? Whose car is that right now?" And uh, went back in the building and it was him. So uh, he's uh, he's been very. Uh eager to attack his rehab the way he needs to attack it to get back and be in him. It's Jonathan Gannon last week, the head coach of the Cardinals, updating the situation on Kyler Murray. And that is the reality for Jonathan Gannon for the Arizona Cardinals in 2023, going into a season knowing you won't have Kyler Murray likely to start the season, maybe. um, And it's likely for Mm -hmm. a good portion of the season. So what do you do? Um, and we get into this now in, in late February because, you know, we're on the, the doorstep of, of the combine workouts, which happen. And then before you know it, the draft is going to be here. Free mm-hmm. agency will be here. Uh, so the Cardinals have work to do to, to figure out how to handle this. There's a quarterback that became available yesterday. Carson Wentz was cut 
by the Washington Commanders. Another one-year stopover for, for Carson Wentz where he was handed the keys, got hurt, never got those keys back, and now mm-hmm. he's out of town. And I think at this point, Carson Wentz, I know at this point, at least it should be the case, Bick, Carson Wentz will, won't get an opportunity to be handed the keys as a starting quarterback again, yeah. unless there are limitations to it. Yeah, I think his leverage in the NFL has expired. Yes. He, uh, he's out of opportunities to roll into places expecting to be the guy. Yes. But how would you consider Carson Wentz as an option for the well, Arizona Cardinals? Listen, at this okay, point? so let, let's, let's properly frame this conversation because I, I think it's a fascinating thing to chew on. Okay, so number one, if we are talking purely a, a stopgap short-term measure. Bring in somebody so you have an NFL-ready, worthy quarterback playing for you in week one. And you you can go the easy, uh, less or more convenient, cheap route and hope Colt McCoy's ready to do it. But Colt McCoy's having a hard time staying healthy. Yeah, when we got the news last week that, hey, Colt McCoy's probably not going to be ready for the beginning of off-season workouts, which happened in April after the draft, yeah. I mean, as the result of a Week 15 concussion, that's not a great sign. No, it's not. And so it's something that you have to just say, okay, with all due respect to Colt McCoy, this is probably where he's at in terms of his career. So now, so you have to ask yourself, what, what do you do with this stopgap uh, piece that you may or may not need, and would Carson Wentz be a guy that you give a life preserver to because it would have to be on your terms. If you were going to consider a guy like that, you would have to hope that desperation is setting in. Uh-huh. You know, there are quarterbacks who come into the NFL with a lot of hype, who have some early success, who are not really liked all that much, who have a lot of talent but throw interceptions. Jeff George is the guy that comes to mind. Uh-huh. Guys like that who, who might get it a little bit later on. And then have a little bit of a renaissance. So it, that's something you might want to look at. The thing that worries me about Carson Wentz is that it seems to be seems to be a minus culture guy. He seems to be a guy that takes a toll on the culture rather than makes it better. True. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know if that's fair or not. It I seems would, to be the no, case to me. I would agree with it. But you want to talk about a guy who's had a precipitous fall from grace. 2017. He quarterbacks the Eagles to an eleven and two start. They he gets hurt. They go on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He finished third in the MVP voting. That is that year. unbelievable? And Pennsylvania, the, you and remember? At, that. Yes, at the time, and that was his That's second so year in the league. At the time of his injury, he was probably the front runner for MVP. You didn't do a song on him, did you, Jarrett? I did not. No. Okay, but right. since then, three years of mediocrity in Philadelphia. Uh huh. You know, a 500 yep. record, a 9-8 and eight record last year in Indianapolis and a total mm-hmm. collapse when they needed one win to get in the playoffs. And this year started seven games. He's gotten I, a second shot. He's gotten a third shot. Yes. Yeah. How many shots do you get? How many do you get? Yeah, so... I, I think the, the next shot he gets would be in a place like Arizona where it's a... Everybody knows going in, this is temporary. Yeah. You're just, you're just a placeholder. Yeah. That, that's why I don't know if somebody like... Jacoby Brissett would take the job with the Cardinals. I think that's, Jacoby, what he, that's what he does. But that's what I'm saying. Does he want to do it but again? He's or got does he more want to leverage. Go... Jacoby Brissett might have more leverage than wanting to go, okay, you know what? Yeah, there's an opportunity to play early, maybe a lot in Arizona, but eventually I'm giving the job back to the other guy. You're not coming to Arizona thinking that you can take Kyler Murray's job. Kyler Murray's contract prevents that. Yes. 
So, so I think you've got to look out. You've got to go one rung lower. Probably, if you actually want to bring in somebody, you've got to bring in somebody who's comfortable with those terms. I agree because Brissett just lived through that in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And and there's going to be a, enough openings in the NFL that you'd think he would go somewhere where he could actually win the starting job for mm-hmm. real. So you're right. It's going to be the Carson Wentz's of the world. I don't even know who else is on that level. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, again, has done this his entire career. Well, he did it in New England. Yeah. He did it in Indianapolis. He did it to a degree in Miami. He did it last year in Cleveland. He doesn't seem to complain about the role. If I'm coming up with my pecking order of preference... And it came down to those two guys with the offensive coordinator who's in Arizona right now. So yeah, so listen, and and that might be uh, that might be that that might be a stronger connection than we're even giving it credit to be. Yes, Uh, I would I would prioritize Brissett. I like Wentz. Yeah, same. But in the big picture, how much winning is going to happen anyway? If you were desperate enough for you that you needed to bring in a guy that, that you had on your terms that you could. You know, bounce around based on what you want to do. I, I wonder if they think they've got that guy, not in Colt McCoy, but in David Blau. David Blau. Blau. <laughs> uh, yeah, David. Look, David Blau, when, you know, pressed into a tough situation late in the year, where I thought it he was, was impressive. It was zombie football by yeah. your definition. Yes. He actually did some pretty I thought good he things. was impressive. Yeah. But he was also. Uh, you know the the former head coach was a big David Blau fan. Yeah, that that, well, that, that is true. That guy's not here anymore. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, no, no magic tricks this year, please. <laughs> By the way, did you see that Netflix has got a football series coming out, and apparently they're everything that Hard Knocks was supposed to be. The quarterback series, the quarterback yes, one yes, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yeah, and, and Kirk. apparently Kirk Cousins has given them more access than anyone has ever given anybody. Oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your favorite. Yeah, but what could be better, Vinny? A Luka Doncic miniseries? Oh, yeah, please. Come behind the scenes <laughs> with Luka. Yeah. I just need to know more about the life of Jake Paul oh, on a you day-to-day fat. basis. It, what's that? <laughs> Say it? What was it? I need to know more about the life of Jake Paul on a day-to-day oh, basis. Oh, yeah, there get, you go. Get on that for no. me, Netflix, right. would you? Right. Uh, wow. When, when does that start, by the way? I've, I've, I, I haven't seen any trailers, but I've I've read descriptions it's coming it. up. So there's a third quarterback that everybody's like, who cares what this Coming guy? up this summer, I think. I think it's, it's, it's going to be something. Yeah, this summer. Uh, NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway March 10th through the 12th for the United Rentals Work United 500. Fans can look forward to many new unique experiences and activities as the weekend kicks off a historic 2023 season of Phoenix Raceway. For your chance to experience this, head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com right now for your chance to win some tickets. Coming up next, more NFL news, including a longtime Cardinal flying east. We'll get into that and more next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Yes, it is the Tuesday edition. Bickley and Murata mornings here live from the Oxygen Community Studios. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jared Carlin, Sarah Cazell taking you up until 10 o'clock today. Once upon a time, Adrian Wilson was a candidate for the general manager position for the Arizona Cardinals. He got an interview, as did Quentin Harris, and both of those gentlemen took over for Steve Keim on an interim basis to end uh, the ill-fated 2022 season. Cardinals went with Monty Austin for it, and now Adrian Wilson is 
moving on. Uh, the longtime Cardinal played 12 years, has been in the front office now for seven or eight years mm-hmm. in different capacities. Yep. But he's taken a front office job with the uh, Carolina Panthers. And yeah. Came up in the splash, Bick. Um, it's weird when you get those guys that are tied to one organization for most of their pro careers as a player and a coach or a front office member moving on. Um, I think this is a, a good move for Adrian Wilson. I think to, to get experience in another organization oh, is great in his pursuit of a general manager position. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's probably good to continue the scrubbing uh, of what happened under Steve Kime for the Cardinals. I think this is a win-win. Yeah, I think both works. As I said earlier, I think that, yes, there's a, a lot of scrubbing and house cleaning that needs to be done to sort of get past all of the yuckiness that, that sort of... Um, was our backdrop last year. I, I think Adrian Wilson would have been above this. I think as a heritage player, I think he would have been just fine to continue doing what he was doing. I think he'd always have a place here. Yet, um, I, I think it's easier this way. And Adrian Wilson is a guy with uh, ambitions and aspirations in the general manager realm. And I, I think in a situation like this, you got to read the room, take the cue, and go find opportunity elsewhere. It's like it's like when Steve Wilkes learned he was not getting the job in Carolina. Line and they're like, listen, man, we do love you. You can stick around, you know. At that point, you got to peace out, and and that's and I think that's what Adrian Wilson's doing. Yeah, it was weird because I think there was a number of of different individuals with the Cardinals that were kind of in similar situations. You obviously, when when you have that kind of turnover, you pursue other opportunities, but. If nothing else transpires, what happens? I mean, Vance Joseph was in that situation for a little bit, interviewed for the head coaching job, was still on the periphery kind of hanging around before he got hired as the Denver Broncos defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. There's another coach who has been retained, Jeff Rogers, the special teams coordinator. He was on with uh, Wolf and Luke earlier um this week and uh, actually no last week I'm sorry and talked about you know that that very uh, thing if he had offers to go elsewhere let's let's go through like the legal part of it right like you, and until you're released from your contract you're not allowed to be speaking to other teams so uh, I don't know what any of the opportunities were uh, were going to be there but uh, at the end of the day you know this isn't exactly a place you're trying to leave so uh, <laughs> it was kind of just wait and see and whenever they made a decision on, on the head coach, uh, seeing if everything aligned, um, you know, philosophy and, and and things like that with uh, with the new head coach. In terms of the coaching staff, we've all seen the reports of all these assistants being announced. Nothing finalized by the Cardinals yet, and you know, coaching staffs in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I went to their website today. And Spencer Whipple is still on there. I mean, there's a couple of holdovers. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Williams is still listed on there. It was widely reported he's going to Green Bay. So uh, it's been a weird, a weird process there. Uh, and yeah, I'm wondering why I things are artificial. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, but I do know. I think it's interesting to me because it, when you take a look at coaching staffs, it, it's amazing how how guys in that in the realm of special teams are just, and maybe the offensive linemen, line coaches are kind of viewed this way. Mm-hmm. I think Sean. Kugler once was viewed this way as kind of guys that are going to be perfectly loyal and they're not climbing. Yet the realm of coordinators, that's where the climbers are. Mm-hmm. That's where the super ambitious guys are. That's where you got to watch your back. <laughs> right? And, and so th- that's why I think a special teams guy like that can be retained. I don't think, I think Vance Joseph has that personality, but he's a coordinator and a new guy like Jonathan Gannon is going to go, uh uh-uh, uh, this, is, this isn't normal. And it's not normal. That's the whole point. It's not normal. 
The hierarchy the Cardinals mm-hmm. had last year was upside down. It was one of their fundamental issues. And so at least they're getting that rectified, you know? Yes. Um, other news in the NFL, the scouting combine we talked about, work to do for the Cardinals, uh, some of the top prospects not working out. But um, there are players that are now shopping for new organizations. We just had the quarterback uh, discussion, and and I don't think the Cardinals are playing in this neighborhood, but the Derek Carr neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's reports out there that during the combine, he'll be talking uh, with three teams. Um, the Saints, Jets, and Panthers are yeah. the teams that are showing the most interest right now on, so, on Derek Carr services. Okay, so I, I think this is a very important story. So the Seahawks are not listed. So the Seahawks, that means, are okay with Geno Smith? So when and you, the speculation is they could slap the franchise tag on Geno Smith right. to avoid that huge contract and, and, and kind of buy some time there to see if, if 2022 was fluky or not. Right, but the, but the bigger issue is do the Seahawks like him enough? And I guess you're right. Maybe you would at, you would at the very least just give it another year. Yeah. You're probably right about that. He's a perfect candidate for the franchise tag. Yeah, okay. So so this, this identifies to me the teams that might conceivably be in the running for some of the quarterbacks in the draft, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which, again, we're going to see a lot of movement at the top of those boards, you know, starting this week. And I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, when you consider the top prospects at the quarterback position, Bryce Young's the guy that says, I'm not throwing. I'm not mm-hmm. working out. Mm-hmm. And the others, C.J. Stroud, Will yeah. Levis, they're, they're going to throw. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could backfire. You never yeah. know. Yeah, listen, I so today's Tuesday. I'm going to predict that the Bryce Young height issue becomes an issue what today tomorrow when do you think we're going to get and that wait too with him yeah it's not even, that's something that like kyler even though he was short he was kind of sturdy yeah muscular with, with yeah. bryce young what was he at 180 something yeah he's he's slightly he's not tall either he's about six feet tall which yeah that this might is... have been an inflated college figure mm-hmm. at, at alabama it's not going to be to the same level. We were in Indianapolis in, in 2019, and the world was waiting with bated breath. We'll never forget it. We did four-hour shows did. for an entire we week did. leading yes, up to it. We did. Just so the announcement came out, but there's going to be a lot of people focused on both of those numbers for Bryce Young, especially since he's not throwing. Quarterback measurements will be taken on Saturday. On Saturday? Yes. Okay. Along All with right. on-field workouts. All right. Interesting. Uh, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN appears to be very high on this uh, particular quarterback draft class. I think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are two guys that I sit here in the back end of February and I go, man, those guys are really, Bryce is really good. Now, you got to be okay with his size, and that's a very individual thing. C.J. Stroud is super, super pure as a thrower. Anthony Richardson, with good coaching and really kind of following the Justin Fields path of just tightening mechanics of his lower half, has rock star talent. So I think there's two guys that I feel really good with and one that I'm trending towards that way. Richardson's the wild card in all of it. And yeah, the the start that he got off to in 2022, that first nationally televised game that Florida played, people were drooling. Mm -hmm. You know, the rest of the season was okay. He was good, but the talent is off the charts. The the arm strength he displays on tape, the the kind of tape he can put together blows people away. Yeah, and on the the Bryce Young front, and he's dealing with this by no fault of his own, but don't think that people aren't looking at the Kyler Murray example. 
Like Kyler, no doubt about Kyler it. Kyler Murray bucked the odds as a as a under six foot quarterback to become the number one overall pick. You know, he led his team to the playoffs. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year. He got the big fat contract. But there's still a lot of people that aren't sold it's, that he can be a consistent winning quarterback. Such a great point. When he came into the league, one of the stories was obviously, obviously just that that if he, if he could if Kyler Murray could find a way to succeed in this sort of underdog role, think about what value that might bring him as an endorser. Think about how he could be like a Steph Curry of the NFL. Just showing a new generation of Steve dudes. Nash. Yeah, Steve Nash. And it th- that was all there. But it, that's how hard it is in mm-hmm. the NFL to be that guy. I think you're exactly right. I think where Kyler Murray right now is a cautionary is at right now is a cautionary t- tale for quote unquote smaller quarterbacks. And a lot of it yeah. has to do with the way that he's played in that position with, when, when healthy. Without a doubt. Well, it's also him not being healthy. Like yes. it's it's the combination of both things against him. Although, I mean, it was a non-contact injury, so and, and that could happen to anybody. Uh, coming up next with the 7 o'clock hour, anytime a star in the NBA changes addresses, his legacy is affected. How does Kevin Durant's move to Phoenix affect his legacy? Well, lots of people are talking about it. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.